Kyler Murray's rookie scale contract is starting to dwindle. What would be better for the Cardinals, for the Rams to make the Super Bowl or the 49ers and Chase Edmonds or Christian Kirk? Pick one, let one walk. Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Let's go! You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Alex Clancy, Bob Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow the podcast at Locked On AC Cards. Please like, subscribe, everything on our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On Cardinals or Locked On Arizona Cardinals. We're inching closer to 2,000 subscribers. Thank you to everybody who makes Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms on the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got a jam-packed show. You think the content's going to wane because the season's over? No siree, Bob. Um, we've got a lot of things to talk about today. Kyle Odegaard, formerly uh, a writer for azcardinals.com, um, put out an interesting list on Twitter of players who were on the rookie scale contract that made the Super Bowl. And uh, guess what? Kyler Murray ain't one of them. Mm. is cliff kingsbury the reason we'll talk about it um number two rams or 49ers nfc championship game i know we're about 72 hours away uh from there what would be better for the cardinals if the rams were to make it or if the 49ers were to make it and chase edmonds or christian kirk if you have to pick one to resign and pick one to let walk who is it going to be on either side uh we're going to talk about we're going to tackle all that today at locked on cardinals but there's a list. I'm just going to pop this out. Kyle Odegaard, great follow on Twitter. Again, used to write for the Cardinals organization, for the website, and now has gone into bigger and better things. I guess bigger and different things. Um, he put out a list that's kind of jarring of quarterbacks in the last 10 years or so who've been on mm -hmm. the rookie-scale contract that have made the Super Bowl. And that list is Patrick Mahomes twice. Okay, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson again, Joe Flacco and Colin Kaepernick. Okay. So that's one, two, three, four, five. That's seven quarterbacks in the last nine years that have made this. Is that right? I, I didn't think that the I didn't think that the rookie scale thing kicked in until uh 2011. So yeah, so this is from 2012 on. Yeah. I mean, but Joe Flacco was already in the league. Uh, so he was on a on a different kind of rookie scale. It wasn't the one that we're used to. I right guess now. that's true. Yeah, technically, I guess you're right with that. But he hadn't gotten his second contract yet. Right, I remember he bet on himself yeah. and then end up making a hundred million dollars. He signed one of the biggest, most lucrative deals at the time, which was preposterous. And the whole is Joe Flacco elite conversation began. And he signs the big deal with the guaranteed money. He goes to McDonald's to celebrate it like Joe mm. Flacco would. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, but when you think of like in the, in the sense now, when we look at what the Arizona Cardinals are, are dealing with, with Kyler Murray and a lot of teams are following that blueprint, you know, it, it is, it is intriguing. You say jarring. Uh, if you look at it from the sense, like if it was on the shoulders squarely of the quarterback, but when you look at those teams that had that much success, like Russell Wilson, it's not fair. I mean, the mm -hmm. Seattle Seahawks were the top defense in the league for four to five years. I mean, they had the best defense, number one overall defense for four straight seasons. Russell Wilson comes in. That was a seven and nine group. 
So that roster was a lot closer when Russell Wilson was drafted in the third round by Pete Carroll and crew. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he was on a playoff team. Like he, they traded up. They take Patrick Mahomes. He sits a year in Alex Smith. Uh, he, he's he's kind of their bridge quarterback. They go to the postseason the, the season before Mahomes even gets a start. And I think uh, as far as the Rams and the Eagles go, both Carson Wentz, who I don't even know, I can't honestly say after watching Carson Wentz career play out that he would have navigated the postseason as well as Nick Foles did. But, you know, that was a very well-constructed roster that was a top five defense. And also, you know, Jared Goff was on a, on a good team with Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald already in place. Uh, you know, tip of the cap to what McVay was able to do with Goff from one year to the next. Uh, you know, he improved quite a bit. I, I think when you look at the rosters that were in place for these guys, it was in a lot better shape than Kyler Murray had coming in in 2019. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. I, Carson Wentz was, to his credit, was the front runner far and away for yeah. the MVP before he got hurt. And sure. Nick Foles wasn't Nick Foles until he, was, until he was Nick Foles for the second half of that season in the playoffs. Like, that is one of the biggest anomalies in NFL history. Yeah, that Nick wild. Foles was able to do that. That they were able to put up a fifty burger on Tom Br- on on New England Patriots defense or whatever it was. There was a hundred points scored in that game. I think it was insane. Like that, yeah. But that's insane. Like that is. But still, that doesn't negate the fact. And just to pop this up one more time, Russell Wilson also won a playoff game his rookie year against Robert Griffin the third, and like it was immediate. And sure, the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch really helped. But Cam Newton was kind of an, you know what? If you look at this, like I mean, the, listen to what you like, said, he, he, a, a, a rookie beat another rookie quarterback that yeah, season, but and still, he, I mean, one had the top defense and one didn't, and Robert Griffin the third's knee exploded in that game. To be fair, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it, it's just know a, that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know because that Bo grew up as a Washington professional football team fan. Um, so. Is this something that just is pouring salt in the wound, or is it something where it's like it doesn't happen often? So this is not something that should be because you're right. I mean, the construct of a team obviously is super important, and obviously, and uh, you can you can allude to the old adage that win loss isn't a QB stat because of that. But yeah. a lot of this has to do with the maturation and growth of Kyler Murray, and we've seen as I've been calling them, oh my god, moments. Mm-hmm. more and more frequently every year, but tying them together down the stretch when you couldn't even clinch a playoff game on your own, I still think that a lot of this falls on Cliff Kingsbury, and I th- and it falls on Kyler also. So stop it. I'm not saying it's 100% Ky- uh, Cliff Kingsbury, but mm-hmm. still, his main job coming in here was to help Kyler Murray grow into a QB1 faster than maybe what we've seen from second one of the season to last second of the season. So that's where this is a little bit more troubling for me when you put it into perspective like that, even though there are some outliers and Patrick Mahomes is flipping Patrick Mahomes. So it's not totally fair in that regard. It's it's not fair, but it it is a way that teams can, you know, expedite a rebuild. I mean, that there's no doubt about it. I mean, that's why teams are doing it. That's why they're selling out to try to get these franchise caliber quarterbacks in the first round and they're controllable for five years without having to break the bank. And they can, you know, allocate funds to building that the the roster that's going to to get them there but you know i think that these teams it, it's a little unfair but at the same time two things can be true that's that it's unfair but at the same token the arizona cardinals haven't capitalized as much as they could have as far as building around kyler Murray. the way that they went after it was they're going to bring in 
veteran type players for guaranteed money instead of trying to build the roster for the future with their future franchise quarterback. They're trying to strike now where it's it's kind of playing like fantasy football and it's not really the way that you can, you know, build a sustainable winning franchise. And we've seen that like where they fall short as far as depth's concerned. So, you know, it, it's it's disappointing, but at the same time, it's just like the Arizona Cardinals, if the San Francisco 49ers did not exist in 2018, that's probably a one-win team. I mean, they, it was a horrible roster. Awful. So they've been trying to, to fix that ever since. It wasn't, you know, the Eagles trading up for Carson Wentz. It wasn't the Rams trading up for Jerry Goff. But also, it's like, how would, would you rather take those guys' career where they popped early and were able to capitalize on their rookie-scale contracts, which they ripped up pretty soon afterwards and then production wise they're neither one of those quarterbacks are with their franchise any longer mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just interesting like all of this is so because it's happening in such real time it's like looking back at it i remember the conversations that you and i had it's like well you know what they've got a couple years to figure under kyle under kyle's rookie scale contract and then seems like the second later and this is where we're at sure he's still got a year left but you're always looking forward. Like if it were me, I would Carson Wentz it and extend him this off season. You know, like, I feel like that's, they did that with Deshaun Watson. Obviously you can't compare the two, but they did that with Deshaun Watson. I think, you know, it, with Lamar Jackson, it's interesting that he hasn't got like, it, he will, this is he right. Will. Right. Because, you know, cause that's the culture there. They have, they have the stability of a good defense, a good run game and Lamar Jackson. He is that city now, you know, when right. Kyler Murray, we don't know if he's Phoenix yet. You know, mm-hmm. like this, this isn't like an Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay sore thumb, you know, completely out of the, out of the normal realm of, you know, uh, a blue collar quarterback like they had with Brett Favre, but mm-hmm. we still don't know if Kyler Murray is Phoenix. We don't know yet. So I'm still thinking that they should extend him. Like, this is ridiculous. Kyler Murray's a top 10 or top 12 quarterback in the league. You don't let those guys walk. So that's, it's ridiculous to think that otherwise we've gone long on the other side. Um, Rams or 49ers? One of them will make the Super Bowl. Which is it better? We're not even talking about winning the Super Bowl as Bo regurgitates stage left. Which would be better for the Cardinals? Which team making the Super Bowl would be better for the Cardinals? We'll talk about that next, Bo. There's something to get excited about, though. Get Upside. Oh, yeah. Alex Nancy, Bo Brock for Get Upside. It's an incredible app. Listen, anyone who buys gas needs to know about this. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app, again, for free at Apple Store or uh, App Store, Google Play, whatever. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive are making two or three hundred bucks, you know, two hundred hundred dollars a year in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, etc. Download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code Touchdown to get twenty five cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code Touchdown. Second segment. Locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody who's along the journey with us. Um, it's going to be a really fun off season. Like this is the first show full disclosure where I'm not thinking about their terrible, um, you know, turmoil ridden second half of the season. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Okay. 
The line of demarcation has been set. The statute of limitation has been set to look backwards. Now we're looking forwards because you got no other option. So the only, the, one of the last conversations we'll have is 49ers or Rams. Like these two teams are built like for the future completely differently. They couldn't be on further sides of the spectrum from each other. San Francisco built for the future for uh, the Rams are built for the next 15 minutes, you know, maybe a year and 15 minutes. And they're saving graces that Cooper Cup is making like $12.5 million a year for the next two years. Um, what would benefit the Cardinals more? The 49ers making it again, which would solidify Kyle Shannon. He's going to be there mm -hmm. for another decade. Or the Rams, where it's like, you know what? Get it while it's good now because you're going to be relegated out of the Premier League soon when you realize you have no draft picks and aging players. Which would be better for the Cardinals? What would be better for them? Oh, man, probably L.A. Just because this is what they sold out for this. And it's going to be less insufferable. I think is you know, L.A. still trying to build a fan base. Matthew Stafford's wife's trying, having to buy tickets for the game on uh, on Sunday in the conference championship game. So I would probably go with uh, with L.A., making the Super Bowl and, and hopefully losing, you know, to whatever team represents the AFC, probably the Chiefs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of, you, you mentioned the Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, he would be around for a while. I mean, he's made it to the the, uh, to the NFC game two out of the last three seasons. Um, but would it, it would force the Niners' hand and maybe delaying developing Trey Lance. Like, would they, because I know they're going to owe Jimmy Garoppolo a ton of money. Would they restructure? Would they consider keeping him around longer? That would be interesting because the Arizona Cardinals have had a lot of success against Jimmy G. So, uh, you know, if they lose and they lose, you know, easily in the in the in the nfc championship game do they just say okay let's cut bait on jimmy it's and we're going to move forward to the quarterback position I, I i think that's probably the smart move for what they're trying to do with trey lance and what they gave up for him yeah that's interesting because i mean i i was kind of wishy-washy before um before we actually talked about this i think as long as jimmy g stays in san francisco that's good for the cardinals <laughs> um, no, and it's not a knock on him. I think I'm a Jimmy G somewhat truther, like not full Jared Goff, but I'm yeah. like, I, I'm close <laughs> where it's like, you know what? People just don't like people. Is it cause he's too good looking? Like, why don't people like him? <laughs> yeah. He makes mistakes. Matthew Stafford is beloved and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Jimmy Garoppolo threw a terrible ball. He threw a terrible ball last week. 100%. They got intercepted. He airmailed it. It's not the first time a quarterback's done that. Okay? Like, I don't understand. All he does is win football games. Now, I think, what's the stat? He's nine. He, there's some stupid stat where in playoff games where he doesn't throw a touchdown, he's got this massively weight, uh, win-heavy record. So what you want from a game manager is mm -hmm. to do exactly what he does. And they're a mm -hmm. run-first team anyways. So it's like, with Jimmy Garoppolo, this is the last year of his deal. Oh, no, he has one more year. Yeah, so as you, he has one more year. You want him to be there as long as possible because the turmoil that ensues would be, when do you play Trey? We gave up two first-round picks for this dude. When is he going to play? This isn't like drafting a guy in the first round and letting him sit. You right. know, like this is, they gave a lot of capital away because I didn't think Jimmy was the guy. All Jimmy does is win football games. So I'd mm. rather have that in San Francisco then have the Rams come in, win a Super Bowl, and then, you know, disband. Because you still yeah. have the 49ers as powerhouses.
Yeah, I mean, regardless, these are going to be two teams that are going to be forces next year, regardless, you know, barring injury. But it is interesting, too, uh, you know, with Jimmy G and Matthew Stafford that these guys have been relegated, reined in a little bit. You know, all the money that they spend, all, like, you know, as far as their contracts are concerned, but that they're the team that surrounds them, like, they're like they're not the the vocal point. Like they can make big plays. They certainly can. Like Jimmy G's made some big time throws. I know he missed one big throw for sure, but he made some big time throws especially to get them to where they are now. And Matthew Stafford, you know, he's been buffs, but leading up to the playoffs, he was trying to do too much. So once he was able to rely on his team, it's like the Arizona Cardinals go as Kyler Murray goes. The Niners and the Rams can have success even if their quarterbacks play poorly. And the Arizona Cardinals aren't built like that. And that's a big difference. It's like they're relying so much on their franchise quarterback and putting such a weight on his shoulders. That's nearly, you know, th those expectations are, are unfair for Kyler Murray. I mean, the guy's performed, but because his team hasn't had success, because he doesn't have any talent truly around him, you know, I think that's unfair. I mean, he had 37 total touchdowns in his second season. That's, that's pretty incredible. You know, I mean, this is this is where we're at, and it's. I mean, he has. They have it, more young playmakers than Kyler Murray. I mean, like Brandon Ayuk and, and Debo Samuel, mm -hmm. and, and a rookie running back. Like who? Who does? I mean, Kyler Murray has Rondell Moore, who had 400 yards, and I know he dealt with injuries, but he really was a non-factor after week two. Yep. No, I know. I mean, I mean it, listen, that's th that's the problem. It's it's Kyler doesn't have a fighting chance because Steve Kim's not doing his job, and this isn't blaming. This is explaining reasons as to why things are happening. Sure, Kyler's performance struggled down the stretch. But when you have to put more on your shoulders, it's going to make you look worse if you can't do it. Like, you're right. Like, Debo Samuel is top three receiver. Top three for me now. And he's and not even, back. it's like, yeah, well, it's like, yeah, it, it, what is, it's a wide back or whatever he called right. himself. Like, he's now the ATH. 2014 college football, you do your recruiting, you have the athletes, you have the wide receivers. He's an athlete. It doesn't matter. He's he's positionless. And he, to me, wide receiver-wise, for the future, I'll still give Cooper Cup, even though he like Cooper Cup has never done this before. I mean, right. he, he's he, so I mean, I'd still I put him top three or top four. I put AJ Brown up there, like Devontae Adams, and we'll see what happens with DeAndre Hopkins. But Debo Samuel. Is gonna get five hundred million. <laughs> like they're gonna pay. He's gonna be a cardinal. He's gonna be a 49er for life. You know, and you're gonna have to deal with him for the next ten years. And we don't. The Cardinals don't. You're right. That's <sighs> Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, Lockdown Cardinals. <laughs> um, regarding that, there's a laundry list of free agents for uh, this upcoming, you know, offseason that the Cardinals are gonna have to determine: sign or let walk. There's two that. I hate to pin these guys up against each other, but we've seen flashes and we've seen lowlights. And I'm curious to see what both thinks, Christian Kirk or Chase Edmonds. Let him walk or sign him. Got to pick one for either side. Alex Nancy Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals, betonline.ag. Betonline.ag would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march through the playoffs and beyond. Man, Super Bowl's so close. This sucks. Uh, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. Go to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Go to the website or use your mobile device, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. Um, 
on your first deposit. Basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. BetOnline is where you can take advantage of all of it. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay. Um, follow him and Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We want to hit 2K by the end of January. That would put us, you know, seven or eight months. And uh, I, we're kind of at a loss for words with the, the, the following increase. We appreciate everybody who, you know, uh, interacts with us on all of the platforms. If you want to leave a five-star review, you're welcome to on Apple. We still have a couple of Baltimore Ravens fans. Uh, they were unhappy with me when I was calling out Lamar Jackson, a couple of one-star reviews. I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm jaded, you know, whatever. Um, they're Ravens fans. So um, yeah, uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, okay. Christian Kirk or Chase Edmonds. Christian Kirk has shown he's had some, Oh my God moments too. Uh, mm -hmm. Very few and far between, but they come in clusters, which makes it a little bit more frustrating. And Chase Edmonds shows that, I mean, your favorite stat, one of your favorite stats this year is his yards per carry, yards per touch. Uh, was towards the top of the NFL when he played. And mm -hmm. I think he and James Conner, we still, we hadn't seen both of them healthy on the same field since week one or week two. Like James mm -hmm. Conner wasn't himself uh, down the stretch, you know, in the playoff game. He was probably at 70%. Um, keep one, let one walk. Yeah. It's it's tough because they both have you know their moments. They've had their moments, as you as you mentioned. The stat was Chase Edmonds actually led all running backs as far as yards per carry in the fourth quarter. He was an asset to the Arizona Cardinals when they were trying to salt away games. And then Christian Kirk had to step up, and he had to at times play wide receiver too. Maybe even with DeAndre Hopkins out, he had to be their top target. And that's where he's fallen short historically in his career. When too much is put on his plate, he hasn't stepped up. But if you look at Christian Kirk is potentially being a wide receiver three. And if that's what his market could be and you could bring him back at that, that price tag, I think he's worth it. Um, did you know that the Cardinals have been a top 10 rushing team every single season under Cliff Kingsbury and, and Chase Edmonds is, is a wow. big reason for that. I think he, he fits that their system as far as what you're trying to do is getting run that zone run scheme, getting on the outside it makes it tough because I think the rapport with Chase Edmonds and Kyler Murray is even stronger than it is with with Christian Kirk. Because I, I thought when we were going to do this this exercise is going to be James Conner or Chase Edmonds, but if it's it's these two guys, I, I I think I take Chase Edmonds, but with the idea that the Arizona Cardinals are going to get another top receiver somewhere along the line, whether it's through free agency or whether it's through the draft, because it's not Christian Kirk. We know that much. Like, if you're if you're expecting him to be, you're wrong. He hasn't had a thousand yard season. He had 17 games to get there this season. He didn't do it. Uh, you need two big threats in the receiving game. You need to have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. You need to have George Kittle and Debo Samuel. Every team has it, and those guys have to approach a thousand yards. If the guy that like if Christian Kurtz, the guy that's getting everything else, he's really good at that but he's not your your key cog. And I don't think he's going to be worth how much it's going to cost to get him or retain him. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and because, like, you're in the golden age for the employers for signing running backs, like, if, if, if you were to say that Chase Edmonds would be offered what Kenyon Drake was offered, I think was he got 14 and a half million. Yeah. Yeah, 14, uh, 14 and a half guaranteed, I believe, or 10 and a half guaranteed. 
I think it was 14 grand. It, it yeah. was it was something over 10 for two years. I mean, Christian Kirk ain't gonna stay for that, but I think Chase Edmonds might. Now, I don't know if see, here's the thing. It's like there's gonna the, the, the salary cap is ballooning. The Cardinals have a lot of big hits. We know that JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, etc. There's going to hopefully be some restructuring that happens. We know Steve Kimes' history with restructuring. Uh, we see Teron Matthew all over the place on Twitter <laughs> from time to time talking about how the Cardinals tried to restructure with him after they paid him. Um, I think, and to be fair, I think that – well, not to be fair. I think the opposite of that. He They offered him too much money guaranteed. I think they gave him uh, like 35-something guaranteed. They gave him so much money guaranteed. That's not – Teron Matthews' fault. Mm -hmm. You're going to sign that on the dotted line. But Steve Kime realizing, oh no, we gave him too much. I don't have anything to sign anybody else. I, you know, I'm an egomaniac and I'm just going to sign everybody Jerry Jones style to a lot of money because I want to prove to everybody that I was right. Mm -hmm. They need to figure out a better way moving forward. Um, oh yeah. So I would, I would pick Chase Edmonds. Um, I think that you could potentially get James Conner and Chase Edmonds for the amount that you'd be giving Christian Kirk. That would be an like I think James Conner one hundred percent needs to come back. I also think at this point Chase Edmonds one hundred percent needs to come back. I wasn't always like that, but I feel like in a two running back system like we're seeing across the NFL, if you need that as the as the pulse, you bring them both back. And if you have to spend twenty five million guaranteed combined, you just do it. I it's still less than you gave David Johnson. I just think that the 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 running back market is going to unfortunately not be as conducive to Chase Edmonds and, and James Conner as it is going to be friendly at the wide receiver market for Chris, Christian Kirk. And I think a lot of people are going to be naive or egotistical enough to believe that they can make Christian Kirk, he's just not, that we know him not to be. And that's something more than a fringe wide receiver too. Um, you know, we'll see. The Arizona Cardinals are going to get three compensatory picks. This I, I was reading that uh, Revenge of the Birds uh, via over the cap. Patrick Peterson and AJ Green will nix each other apparently, so you, they get three, maybe a fourth, but they're going to get two extra seventh and a sixth rounder. I mean, that if they don't take a flyer on a running back in the sixth round at this point, I, I'm going to be very upset. You know, like you can find starting caliber players at that position that late. That's the, the 49ers. It, it, the 49ers so, where they got yeah. Elijah Mitchell. And, and it's like so many different players that have been through those doors. And even Seattle has had success doing that. They haven't had so oh, much yeah. success except for at the end of uh, Penny's, uh, you know, probably Seattle Seahawks career. But they've found some guys late in the, in the draft. But um, my point is, like, if they do keep Connor and Edmonds, it's like off injured this year. And James Connor's injury history, is, it's – if you don't believe in it, I, I don't know what to tell you. You have to bring in somebody mm -hmm. with fresh legs this year because both those guys are right at that age to where production drops off and you got to have some fresh legs. And for whatever reason, I know those there's that, the big contingent of Eno Benjamin fans out there. The team just, I, I don't know. The team just doesn't believe in them. I, I don't know. So if they can bring somebody that they believe in and they're actually going to give some carries to get them. Yeah. Um, See, we kept harping on the fact like Chase Edmonds going out added more stress on James Conner. And again, right when the ecosystem shifts, everything yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't work. Chase James Conner, they rode James Conner through the middle of the season and he gets injured. Before, when it was 50-50 for the handful of games we saw them both, everything yeah. was fine. You know, and I know that there are rigors to go throughout the season. Who's to say that 
they both wouldn't have stayed healthy if it was 50-50 splits. We don't know. But there is injury concerns with all running backs, mm-hmm. okay? All running backs, especially those get Arian fostered. Look what happened to Christian McCaffrey. Derrick Henry, like, I know he came back, and I know he played like gangbusters. I'll tell you what. Now it's something to monitor. They need to figure out an offense in Tennessee that doesn't mean giving him the ball 30 times a game because it ain't going to work anymore. Not everybody's Adrian Peterson who can come back from an ACL injury in six months. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, that's not how it works. You know, it's not how it works. So I don't know if it's necessarily bring somebody in with fresh legs. I think, I mean, maybe you draft somebody, sure. But I think if you can really have a pitch count for both of them and stick to it throughout mm-hmm. the season, they can both, they, they can coexist happily. And I think this offense would flourish because of it. I mean, well, obviously we'll at, see. Look at the Niners. I mean, they they had no intention for Elijah Mitchell to be their guy. I mean, think about what they started with. It was Raheem Mostert and uh, your boy from Ohio State. Those were the going to be their two yeah, key Trey Sermon. But they still took a guy in the sixth round. And, you know, anybody, he's he's athletic. He, he can he can do a lot as far as the run game goes. He's fast. He's strong. Uh, I think that what's the downside? Why why do that instead of taking a, a safety or a corner or offensive lineman that you haven't been able to pin one that's made played any important snaps for you under the steam Ky- under Steve Kime? So yeah. and also what, one thing to look out for if if you know in our on our conversation Wednesday is if you're on the fence about VJ leaving if he takes the job in Miami the Arizona Cardinals after a new rule was imposed by the NFL for hiring at minority coaches. They could get another third round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, or two. Yeah. I think, I think they might two. get two third round picks. Next. Yeah. This year and next. Um, and if they could hire and, and a guy like Wink Martindale or Vic Fangio, you know, I think that's a win. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, like and, and again, and we'll put in a button that this isn't locked on 49ers. You can check out Brian Peacock and, and Eric Crocker for that. The amount of running backs that they have because everybody gets injured, it shows that the scheme is right. Like Jamichael Hasty, Jeff Wilson Jr., these are all fantasy football darlings at one point of the season or another. Dude, you know, it's, it's Mike Shanahan's scheme. Remember yeah. Denver? You yeah. they would have a new running back every year after yeah. Terrell Davis. That yeah. Mike Anderson, baby. Yeah. Orlandis Gary, guys oh, that pop <laughs> Peyton Hillis. Uh, Peyton Hillis, Alex Nancy Bullrock, Locked On Cardinals. I'm done. I don't want to talk anymore today. Uh, (laughs) Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.